Part One, Section Four of *The Age of Reason* by Thomas Paine. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. These books, beginning with Genesis and ending with Revelation, which, by the by, is a book of riddles that requires a revelation to explain it, are, we are told, the word of God. It is therefore proper for us to know who told us so that we may know what credit to give to the report the answer to this question is that nobody can tell except that we tell one another so the case however historically appears to be as follows when the church mythologists established their system they collected all the writings they could find and managed them as they pleased it is a matter altogether of uncertainty to us whether such of the writings as now appear under the name of the old and new testament are in the same state in which those collectors say they found them or whether they added altered abridged or dressed them up be this as it may they decided by vote which of the books out of the collection they had made should be the word of god and which should not they rejected several they voted others to be doubtful such as the books called the apocrypha and those books which had a majority of votes were voted to be the word of god had they voted otherwise all the people since calling themselves christians had believed otherwise for the belief of the one comes from the vote of the other who the people were that did all this we know nothing of they called themselves by the general name of the church and this is all we know of the matter as we have no other external evidence or authority for believing those books to be the word of god than what i have mentioned which is no evidence or authority at all i come in the next place to examine the internal evidence contained in the books themselves in the former part of this essay i have spoken of revelation i now proceed further with that subject for the purpose of applying it to the books in question revelation is a communication of something which the person to whom that thing is revealed did not know before for if i have done a thing or seen it done it needs no revelation to tell me i have done it or seen it nor to enable me to tell it or to write it revelation therefore cannot be applied to anything done upon earth of which man is himself the actor or the witness and consequently all the historical and anecdotal part of the bible which is almost the whole of it is not within the meaning and compass of the word revelation and therefore is not the word of god when samson ran off with the gateposts of gaza if he ever did so and whether he did or not is nothing to us or when he visited his delilah or caught his foxes or did anything else what has revelation to do with these things if they were facts he could tell them himself or his secretary if he kept one could write them if they were worth either telling or writing and if they were fictions 
revelation could not make them true and whether true or not we are neither the better nor the wiser for knowing them when we contemplate the immensity of that being who directs and governs the incomprehensible whole of which the utmost ken of human sight can discover but a part we ought to feel shame at calling such paltry stories the word of god as to the account of the creation with which the book of genesis opens it has all the appearance of being a tradition which the israelites had among them before they came into egypt and after their departure from that country they put it at the head of their history without telling as it is most probable that they did not know how they came by it the manner in which the account opens shows it to be traditionary it begins abruptly it is nobody that speaks it is nobody that hears it is addressed to nobody it has neither first second or third person it has every criterion of being a tradition it has no voucher moses does not take it upon himself by introducing it with the formality that he uses on other occasions such as that of saying the lord spake unto moses saying why it has been called the mosaic account of the creation i am at a loss to conceive moses i believe was too good a judge of such subjects to put his name to that account he had been educated among the egyptians who were a people as well skilled in science and particularly in astronomy as any people of their day and the silence and caution that moses observes in not authenticating the account is a good negative evidence that he neither told it nor believed it the case is that every nation of the people has been world-makers and the israelites had as much right to set up the trade of world-making as any of the rest and as moses was not an israelite he might not choose to contradict the tradition the account however is harmless and this is more than can be said for many other parts of the bible whenever we read the obscene stories the voluptuous debaucheries the cruel and torturous executions the unrelenting vindictiveness with which more than half the bible is filled it would be more consistent that we called it the word of a demon than the word of god it is a history of wickedness that has served to corrupt and brutalize mankind and for my own part i sincerely detest it as i detest everything that is cruel we scarcely meet with anything a few phrases excepted but what deserves either our abhorrence or our contempt till we come to the miscellaneous parts of the bible in the anonymous publications the psalms and the book of job more particularly in the latter we find a great deal of elevated sentiment reverentially expressed of the power and benignity of the almighty but they stand on no higher rank than many other compositions on similar subjects as well before that time as since the proverbs which are said to be songs though most probably a collection 
because they discover a knowledge of life which his situation excluded him from knowing are an instructive table of ethics they are inferior in keenness to the proverbs of the spaniards and not more wise and economical than those of the american franklin all the remaining parts of the bible generally known by the name of the prophets are the works of the jewish poets and itinerant preachers who mixed poetry anecdote and devotion together and those works still retain the air and style of poetry though in translation note as there are many readers who do not see that a composition is poetry unless it be in rhyme it is for their information that i add this note poetry consists principally in two things imagery and composition the composition of poetry differs from that of prose in the manner of mixing long and short syllables together take a long syllable out of a line of poetry and put a short one in the room of it or put a long syllable where a short one should be and that line will lose its poetical harmony it will have an effect upon the line like that of misplacing a note in a song the imagery in those books called the prophets appertains altogether to poetry it is fictitious and often extravagant and not admissible in any other kind of writing than poetry to show that these writings are composed in poetical numbers i will take ten syllables as they stand in a book and make a line of the same number of syllables heroic measure that shall rhyme with the last word it will then be seen that the composition of those books is poetical measure the instance i shall produce is from isaiah hear o ye heavens and give ear o earth tis god himself that calls attention forth another instance i shall quote is from the mournful jeremiah to which i shall add two other lines for the purpose of carrying out the figure and showing the intention of the poet oh that mine head were waters and mine eyes were fountains flowing like the liquid skies then would i give the mighty flood release and weep a deluge for the human race End note. End part one section four